the thing is, if you've cut it, sometimes I've cut it, you put it's your like hand in, anxiety. and then the pocket is like, it is it is a pocket, but it just falls, like it's not a pocket though. The word pocket doesn't sound like pocket anymore. It sounds like it doesn't mean nothing because we've said it so much. Pocket. Question, do you think we're saying the word pockets too much? Pockets. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr and I am delighted to welcome my guest to studio this week. Pamela Joyce, DJ extraordinaire and Geraldine Carton, writer, is here with us. Ladies, you're very welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you so you much. Very much. So before we get into our game, I just want to say, obviously we're in kind of a, a fancy situation. Mm. Pamela, you were on the show before. Uh, you were on episode, episode six. six. Way back when. Yeah, and we just had a table and a couple of mics. You've made it. Yeah. Look at this. Pillows. <laughs> I mean, pillows. I'm sorry. Can we just take a moment? Do it. Suede. <laughs> okay. People are it's listening as well, though, so we should probably keep True. talking True. and describe it. True. Um, so we're going to start, though, as we do with every episode with our game. It's called Six Words or Less, right? And I want to go to Pamela first, and the reason is you've played this before. I so have. I want to give you your previous six words or less. And we'll just see if you've moved on in the last kind of eight months or so. <laughs> so your <laughs> six words that you said on episode six, chunky yet funky, Gemma Collins enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much the exact same. Okay. I have swapped out Gemma Collins for someone else. Okay. I am now the second coming of Cardi B. Ow! <laughs> That's me. Oh, okay. The second coming of Cardi B. Ow yeah. isn't a word, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go with that one. Amazing. You're a big fan of Cardi B. Who isn't? She's I incredible. Know. She is. She's pretty incredible. She's perfect. And I am her, so we're all perfect. Fantastic. Great words, descriptive, tells a lot. Mm -hmm. Geraldine, the pressure. <sighs> so mine is feel the fear, do it anyway. That's nice. Well, that uh, kicks my ass. <laughs> it's a mantra I try to live by. Feel the fear, do, do it, it anyway. anyway. Do you yeah. feel fear a lot? Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, there's so many things through mm. life that are scary, but I find when you kind of just, like, face the fear head on and then you're yeah. like, okay, this is my thing, this is what I'm going to, like, take on or uh, challenge myself to do, uh, like, the kind of satisfaction I get out of that is Is probably, incredible, yeah. yeah. And I think, like, with your writing, because I want to talk about a little bit about the stuff that you write because I actually became a fan of yours via social media and then I started kind of following and facing fears is one of the things that you mm. do quite a bit but we'll get to that in a second. So Pamela, since the last time you've been on you've become a world-renowned, famous... I didn't want to say it. ...jockey of the discs. Yes, so, so I'm now on Today FM's. So I do early Today FM's. That's the new station, Today FM. Today FM. It's funny I do, how talking is your mm, job. I know. Mm. Uh, I am covering the wonderful Paula McSweeney mm. on Early Breakfast. So I'm on air at 5 a.m., which means at about at 4 a.m. Wow. Yeah, but yeah. I have the whole day radio. to myself. Yeah, and I have the whole day to myself. National Radio. Uh, tunes are fantastic. Fantastic place to work. And the listeners are amazing. They're so nice. I'm really surprised at how many people are actually awake at that time. Yeah. There's a lot of interaction. That's uh, good. And everyone's so nice. Yeah. Because Paula has, like, she's so incredible at what she does and she's really, really built a following. She's been in it for three and a half years. And I was very nervous to kind of step in and do a show that she does so well. Mm. Uh, her listeners and her fans are very, very loyal to her. Um, but they've been nothing but nice. Aww. Obviously, they miss Paula. Yeah. Um, she went to have a little baby. So it's been quite scary initially, but I'm settling into it now. 
and the 5am starts are just what I do now. Yeah, you're just used to it. Yeah. I, I used to do early mornings as well. I worked in breakfast radio and I used to get up at around 4.15 or so. Mm. Um, it's you, you get oddly used to it really quick though. Because I can't imagine finishing work at like 5 or 6pm now and being like, I have to go to bed soon. Well, one of the things that I found really difficult to transition when I moved into just regular working hours, I don't know how anybody gets anything done because we all work. How do you go to the doctor? Nine to six. How do you go to the chemist? The bank. Everything's closed. Everything Bizarre. is closed. Yeah. So then at the weekend, I'm just frantically running around like a crazy mm. person trying to do all my bits. So I do, I remember the early mornings being you'd feel kind of like a vampire as well. And if anybody oh, was out past nine o'clock, you were Wild. like, why are you crazy? Yeah. Why are you a like crazy Like when the person? alarm goes off at 4 a.m., you're like, I can't do this, I'm over. And by quarter past four, you're like, this is fine. I'm up, I'm awake, it's yeah. great. I'll be but finished working in a few hours. Do you not have to go to bed so early? So it's still kind of the same thing. I Half nine was my like cutoff. Half nine, if I'm in bed by half nine, I'll be fine for 4.15. That's what I thought. So I was going to bed at nine and figuring well, I'm getting whatever, six, seven hours sleep. I recently got a Fitbit, which is telling me I'm actually only getting five hours sleep because it takes me so long to fall asleep and I wake up quite Fitbits a lot. Fitbits are assholes anyway. They just tell you all the wrong things. I'm a big things. fan of him. Okay. So I started going to bed earlier. It is quite hard to switch off, but it's easier now that it's winter. Yeah. It's dark. But now that I'm a celebazon, the constant turmoil it's so hard is overwhelming. Yeah, there's so much going on at night time. I think I just, I just have like the, the FOMO would just override everything. Yeah, my housemates get home at like seven, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to bed now, bye guys. Yeah, I remember thinking that when I came off breakfasts, I remember being like, oh, I'm gonna go to dinner all the time. I'm gonna go to all these incredible events. I literally go home 100%. and go to sleep even now though, so. But it is winter, so it's and dark. It's, and daytime TV is my favorite thing in the entire world. Really? There's this program on TLC <laughs> called 90 Day Fiance. Oh, well, it's 90 Day Fiance. It's life changing. Mm. It is Americans like falling in love with people online and meeting them for the first time going abroad to meet them or them coming to America to meet them. Yeah. There's one couple, uh, this guy Paul, he goes to Brazil. He doesn't speak a word of Portuguese. She doesn't speak English. So their whole relationship oh, yeah, is over Google yeah. Translate. Mm. Oh my God. So they sit there with Google Translate and type translate, it in yeah. and use the voice thing and then she'll take the phone and type it in. It's like The most incredible parts of 90 Day Fiance is the before the 90 days where they're in the actual mm. country and they're kind of meeting the family and all the family are just like, no, no. <laughs> like all the family of each part of the couple are just, just like, like what is happening I just here? find it so uncomfortable. Yeah, like, the idea of watching that. Like, oh, I actually oh. think TLC in general is just kicking it out of the park. Say yes, the dress. Yeah, always. Oh, every type of, and I don't know who runs which portion of Say Yes to the Dress because there's Say Yes to the Dress Atlanta, mm -hmm. Say Yes to the Dress Georgia, Say Yes to the Dress Curvy Brides. Like, it's just, it's taken over my life. I watch way too much and wedding I cry shows. I probably every episode. <laughs> but look, I'm a sucker. I feel like I need to open myself to this. <laughs> oh, just watch a little bit of TLC. Okay. Yeah, just like record it and watch it in the evening time. Right. We can't all watch it live in the afternoon. Sorry, we've guys. Got, we've got stuff to do. Mm. Um, you wrote a really, I remember when you got this gig, you kind of put it out there on your social media how you wrote to Paula McSweeney. So embarrassing. Like so a few years ago. I remember I was sent. You're such a fan. I'm such a fan. I went to send her an email about taking over early breakfast and it came up that I had already sent an email to her and I completely forgotten about it. Like three years ago before I even started in radio. I was like toying with the idea of starting with radio and I'd obviously listened to <coughs> Ian Dempsey every morning and Paula does the showbiz. Mm -hmm. So I'd written to her at the time being like, hi Paula, I'm a massive fan of your work, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, how does one get into radio, blah, 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 blah. And she sent me back the loveliest email being like, uh, it's the most amazing career in the world, can be challenging, this is what I did to get to where I am. Yeah. Um, best of luck with everything, if there's anything else I can do, please let me know. Mm -hmm. And from there I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And now 
here I am. Like today FM was my end goal. Wow. That's and amazing. Yeah, and now so I'm like, it's kind of like full circle. Yeah. So when I got the gig, I was like completely forgot about it, and I was gonna put a screen grab of the email up, but it was way too embarrassing. <laughs> so I just I'd reference it instead. It's fine. It was awful. Awful. No, but I think that's brilliant. It's like, so, yeah, and she, but she, so she responded and was like, I don't remember that, but that's so gassy. You'll have to resend it to me. I was like, Haha, no, <laughs> never. <okay." laughs> Delete. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you get the gig in Today FM? As it just because I know you've been like working, but you worked here for a while as I well. Did, yeah. yeah uh, you did stuff with RTE <coughs> a couple of years ago. I did. So I started in radio maybe. Three or four years ago, um, and I moved from station to station. I was in iRadio, I was in FM 104, and then I decided because radio is so, you know, you, people are so bloody good at it, mm. and people know so much about it. I was like, I want to get a little bit more in depth, so I did a master's. Right. And from a master's, I had to do placement, so I just threw it out there. I was like, any chance I can do a week's placement into FM? And I just met the right people. It's, it was a lot of right time, right place, mm. um, but I'm very much a believer in setting yourself up to be ready for a right time, right place. You know, anyone can just take the opportunity, but you need to put yourself in the position to be ready, be prepared to have done the work, yeah. to be able to, when the moment comes up, to grab it and say, yeah, okay, yes, it was right time, right place, but I put myself in that position, I was fully prepared to do it. Yeah. So, long answer, short answer to it, I have no idea. <laughs> it just kind of all fell into place. Yeah. Um, so I started there, kind of researchy bits on different shows. I've worked on Warren's show, I've worked on Ian's show, and this just presented itself, and yeah. I was absolutely terrified. But I said, you know what, give it a go and haven't looked back since. Amazing. Well, you're doing so well. And from your social media, it seems like you've got like a really nice group in there as well. It seems like a fun place to work. It, honestly, I say this to everyone. Like I finish work in the morning at around 10 a.m. Yeah. And I hate leaving. Who's your favorite person that you work with? There's a lot who pops up on your Instagram quite a lot. Is it Sean? Sean Reedy. Yeah. He works on Dermot. He's a handsome chap. He is a handsome chap. He is the most wonderful boy. But honestly, everyone in there is incredible. I couldn't even single them out. Oh, go on. It's such a lovely place. Okay, fine. No. Honestly, like, there's not one person in there that I don't get on with. It's such a lovely, lovely place to work. And because there's other stations in there, Spin 138 are in there, 98 are in there, News Talk are in there, it's a lot of very big characters yeah. yeah so it's it's a very fun place to work and like I said when I leave at 10 people have only just come in at 9 right so I'm like hi how are you okay I have to go yeah. and often I'll hang around till like 12 or 1 just because I don't want to leave because it's so nice yeah do you get many celebs going in I usually miss them when I do leave at 10 I worked yeah. in Marconi for a very brief <coughs> snippet it is a really nice place they have this interesting staircase um, like asking for trouble. Where it's gl a glass bottom staircase and then mm. there's another floor underneath it. That's why I don't wear skirts to work. It always freaked me <laughs> out yeah, a little bit. I did see that on social yeah. media before. So I think it's, like, it's, a, it's a disgrace. It's an architectural I'm, nightmare to be when honest When I'm on you. the middle floor so the glass ceiling is above me, okay. I can't help but look up. Okay. I'm like, I look like such a perv. <laughs> but it's just instinct. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look up at that, yeah. But you want to see who's coming, like. Yeah. So, oh, there, oh, right, okay. Oh, that's, yeah, there they are. Yeah, mm. inappropriate. We'll come back to radio in a minute, but Geraldine, I want to talk to you about your writing. And before we get into the incredible work that you're doing, because I know you just actually announced something yesterday, which is such a great idea okay. that I want to come to as well. But let's talk about your Tesco guy, please. <laughs> Let's just talk about your local Tesco guy oh. that you are in love with. Soon, soon, soon. Geraldine wrote a poem to her Tesco cashier guy. And I'm not going to give the whole thing away. Go and follow Geraldine Curtin and you can find all of her work online. But I'll just give you the first paragraph. So it opens, it opens with... Look, I'll say it straight. Oh, God. <laughs> Panicked. Choked. You're already getting choked up. Yeah, it's, very it's, 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 very, it's just very emotional. <clears throat> Look, I'll say it straight. I've got a thing for the Tesco cashier guy down the road. 
Simply put, I think he's the yin to my yang and I'm the scanner to his barcode. <gasps> Incredible. <laughs> That's just Thank the first you. paragraph. Do you How want to do like a dramatic reading now? <laughs> <laughs> and like look directly into the lens what? if that's if you're watching. You know? Okay, so is it real? Um, it is somewhat real. Oh, please don't destroy this for me. Don't no, is ruin it? the There love. is definitely a guy that I was like, he is the sweetest guy I've ever seen. Okay. And he's in my local uh, Tesco down the road. Um, but like to make things rhyme, I had to like add bits. Okay. Yeah, exactly. For the art. Embellishment. For the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lessons, it's fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but he's actually the sweetest little thing. He's got like like a little, um, he's kind of got like a man bun, but not a cool man bun, like a really no. niche little man bun. And he's always like, hi, how's it going? Yeah, and like, <laughs> he loves to kind of engage in chat. So, and he's so friendly that like, I've seen people often be like, like kind of get a little bit like disgruntled almost yeah. and they're like oh, what's he trying to what's he after or whatever and he's just like oh, yeah they look like some nice oranges you got there <laughs> and like and it's not even an American way or anything he, like you know like hi have a nice day now he's just like yeah I mean we've got some great deals on the uh, Rice Krispies on aisle two or whatever so he's just oh, really in really it. sweet I always find it funny because you said they're not like an American thing for Irish people I think it's really affronting when people are super polite to you for absolutely no reason, especially if it's for an exchange of goods or services. You're just a bit like, oh, like why are you talking about my oranges slightly, <laughs> do you know? But obviously you like that. So uh, just the way he does it, he's just so earnest. Okay. And he really like, it's just a, like, well, I don't know if he actually is, but he seems to be delighted in his job. He yeah. seems like he's yeah, really found his calling. Yeah, if it from a good place, you're like, okay, that's fine. I can allow that, yeah. but you can tell when it's put on. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever had a crush on someone that like that was just on the periphery of your life? that wasn't really a part of your life, but you maybe saw them. Or, like, I remember I used to get a bus years ago and there was this one guy who just got the bus and I was convinced that I was in a relationship with him. Like, we never spoke, we didn't know each other, but I had constructed a relationship in my head because there was just like the odd little... Eye contact. Just yeah, it was, a it was little, there, it was there. It's just well-protected eye contact, mm -hmm. yeah. And I was just like, well, I'm going to marry him. But again, on the periphery of my life. And then I remember yeah. going, oh, boss It's guy. a backup plan, though. It's a backup plan, yeah. Did you, have you ever had a crush on I someone? I currently have one. Oh, <gasps> is so, this a famous person? No, now okay. this is exposing how much of a pervert I am. But <laughs> my local pharmacist, I went in a few times and I was like, he's just the purest man. Like, he's honestly so happy to see you. Your pharmacist. He's, yeah. God, maybe it's the same guy. It could be. Maybe he moonlights as a pharmacist. in the morning. <laughs> so I go in and you give him your prescription and he's so thrilled. He's like, anything else, Pamela? I love when they address you by name. Mm. And I was like, so the third or fourth time I went in, I was like, he's very cute now. I saw his name badge, but it was covered up. Okay. So I was like, okay, how am I going to go about this? Now, how old of a man is this man? I would say early to mid-twenties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Young pharmacist. Mm. Mm. So this comes in later in the story. <laughs> okay. So he gave my prescription back and I realised he'd signed the bottom of it. <gasps> Did he give you his phone number? So, no, no, no. Okay. He literally just signed it as he has to do legally for his job. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're in a relationship. This is perfect. So I obviously went home and like stared at it for a It was a signature rather than writing his name. So it took me a while to like look at it and like try and figure out okay. what it actually said. Eventually, I got his first name, took me a while to get a second name. I got like, it was Mac something. Okay. So I typed in, gonna blank out his first name. <laughs> blank Mac. <laughs> blank out a lot of everything. Things. So yeah. just blank, blank. And like, like eventually found him on Facebook. I tried very different, various differentiations of like the Mac name. something, yeah, Mac yeah. this, Mac that, and eventually found him. Um, but then I went back a few weeks later 
and I haven't seen him in a while. And my theory is that he was like a student pharmacist, so now he's back in college, oh. and we're not meant to be together. But I live right beside DCU, so I'm just going to walk around the campus and hope I bump into him. Okay, <laughs> you could alternatively not do that and um, never tell the story again. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Julie noted. I think you'll feel the fear. Do it yeah. anyway. You see, it's just do it. There's something about yeah. the fact that he calls you by your name, though. Exactly. Because do you know what's so weird? Do you know when you go oh. up to customs, like? And you give them your passport, and they check your passport when, whenever they say thanks, Neve. I just think it's a lovely. It's a nice touch. They're always a friend. It's a nice there. touch. And then if you get a hot customs person, you're just like, because it happens yeah. in Spain when you give it to them, they're like, hola, Pamela. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Pamela. <laughs> And they're like chatting away to you in Spanish and I'm just like... <laughs> no, I find in other countries, like, going to do the passport control is like the t most terrifying thing. I feel mm. like all, like immediately I always feel guilty. I'm like, do, do I have a bomb? Yeah, <laughs> I, I go, I get really stressed. Yeah, but then when you come to the Dublin one or the Irish one, like, they're like, oh, how's it going? Yeah. Is somewhere nice? Yeah, oh, I know. Go they're on your like, rascal. welcome home. Yeah. They're lovely, yeah. Really nice. I also fancy all of them, though, when they say my name. I don't know why. It's just a man It's an endearing thing, yeah. I mean, you talk about, like, kind of facing the fear and doing it anyway. So aside from the Tesco poem, which I loved, one of the things that you do quite regularly and write about is you try different things every single week. How exhausted would you be, by the way? Oh, effort. Yeah. Yeah, hence why I've gone freelance. I can't do a yeah. full-time job alongside yeah. it. But I mean, so you're doing this every week. So like, off the top of my head, some of the things that you've done, you've tried Bikram yoga, you've mm -hmm. gone camping in the wilderness mm -hmm. with the Gals Gone Wild crew, who are amazing, yeah. by the way. We had them on the show. Yeah. Um, what, what else have you done? Uh, I've gone skinny dipping. I went Ooh. to Listu and Varna matchmaking <gasps> festival. Oh my god! Honestly, that was that was one of the best weekends of my life. Like me and my two friends, the three of us are like the world's most single gals, and we went down. For, okay, you should have joined us. <laughs> and uh, we stay, stayed in a local Airbnb, and like the man and woman who owned the house were so lovely, and they kind of took us under their wing and they dropped us down. And they were giving us advice, like you know, just you know, be friendly, get out and get out there and talk to people. Um, they really wanted us to meet people, and it was just such a funny scenario because like it's a genuine matchmaking festival. I remember, like, well, that being said, your man Willie Daly, like, he's he's got his book of um, matchmaking, book of love. Is this the guy who runs the whole thing? Well, or I think he started, started it. Okay. Like, yeah, do you know, he. I think he's like third generation matchmaker. So okay. like, you know, he started matchmaking since he was 16 and he's got like a zillion kids. Uh, well, no, I think he's got seven. A zillion. Um, mm. Who's counting? <laughs> and. Uh, but he's got this big book of love and you have to like, you pay 20 euro to fill out a form and he puts it in his book, a book of love and then he does nothing. Like, really? you'd think he'd even pretend to be like, oh now, like I see now, I've looked at your form, that man over there and just point to someone around and pretend like he's trying to match yeah. make. He puts it in his book of love and then he's like, see you now, have a great time. And But people say that like, you could get a call from him six months down the line being like, Jolene. I've got a perfect man for you now. Stop, Fine farmer really? from Fermana. He's perfect. He loves podcasts as well. And so is there like events at the, because I've seen it and I saw it on your social when you were down there. So jiving. there's there's Kayleigh's and there's jiving, jiving, by the way. People are jiving from 10 o'clock in the morning until <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning, like the following. And like, and it's actually, like at jiving. first it's gas. And it kind of, I remember at one point, like we were kind of, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning, had a fair few um, Vibinas. And <laughs> I remember going to like the next hotel or whatever it was, it was almost like bar hopping. And at 1 o'clock in the morning and these people just like, Jiving. Jiving away. So, um, my, one of my best friends goes out with a, a lad from Monaghan and apparently jiving is all the rage yeah. for like meeting people. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like a proper thing. Oh, but it's fab because it, yeah. like it's all these every single age. Like there was women who looked like they were like hundreds, and they were like you know bopping around, and it's amazing because I feel like say in Dublin, older people don't have that opportunity yeah. to get out and get active in the community. Um, and it was you know old people dancing, young people like all ages. Look, we all just want to know: Did you meet anybody at this yeah. bar now? Um, Tell us. I kind of met someone like not even really I think we exchanged numbers and then it didn't really go anywhere but he was kind of an older man and then my friend yes. Louise met a guy and he was like way younger we were just like, we were, we were like I mean I'm, I'm sure he was like he was definitely 16 and she was like stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> no he definitely was 16 maybe. Um, but so like Dee was saying like, hide your grandchildren, hide your grandfathers. Like no one's safe with these girls here because we couldn't, we didn't get any like people our own age. It was just like kind of either extreme right, the spectrum. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but neither worked out and I've heard nothing from Molly Daly. Brilliant. Oh no. Perfect. Well, the matchmaking thing was one thing. And then tell us about skinny dipping. Where'd you do that? I did that on uh, the Vico Baths, just all in Fox Rock. Or so it's not like a designated skinny dipping area? Do you know, I think there's kind of a little bit of, I don't know... Unwritten um, rule? Yeah, well, yeah, it mm. had been kind of, like, I didn't realise this at all, but when I mentioned it to people, they're like, oh, of course, the Vico Baths, like, that's the skinny dipping area. Um, but <clears throat> apparently now they're trying to make it officially the skinny dipping area, and now locals are like, no, we don't want, like, throngs of naked people just, like, prancing around the area. But uh, so what was it like? I've never been skinny dipping. Actually, yeah, it was it was first of all terrifying. Like really, that was one point that I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? It was cold as well. It was freezing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember we went down myself and my friend Sarah, and uh, there was only men standing there, and it was a lovely Sunday morning, very peaceful, beautiful day, and they were kind of all just like like one man was. They're all by themselves, but like you know, one man was just sitting there having a smoke. Another man was literally just like Paris dance, looking out into the sea, completely but naked. naked. Yeah, we were all like. And we're kind of we're trying to be discreet and like yeah. not be giggly, but um, then and we were waiting till like people got out of the water because then this man came down and he was wearing like snorkel, uh, snorkel and goggles and stuff. And we we're like, I don't want to get in the water when he's there. Yeah. So we were waiting and waiting, waiting, but eventually we were like, okay, people are just going to keep arriving. We need yeah. to just get it over with because I was psyching myself out. At this point, I was like shaking furiously and I was like, and um, so anyway lovely peaceful morning all the men enjoying their times and then suddenly we like whip over towels like <laughs> and like scamper down stayed in the water for let's say about 10 seconds that was actually that was a nice part yeah it was, being in the was water very yeah. yeah kind of rejuvenating and you know bits get cold that don't usually get a look in so that was experience um and and, and then, then you like, ran back out. Kind of crawling back up and you're freezing then and you feel kind of gross at that point, slippery and like kind of slapping all over the place. But <laughs> once we did it, <laughs> there was a lot of that. Um, it was it, it was such you a good feeling, yeah. And yeah. we were like, let's do this every week, and I haven't done it since. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because like you see skinny dipping <laughs> in movies, and it's such yeah. a a beautifully Hollywood version of what there. it is. Yeah, you're usually in a wooded area, <laughs> and there's steam coming off the mm. water, and you just kind of glide yeah. into the water, and then you yeah. dip yourself down. You certainly don't slap in, like you know, <laughs> like like a guy standing there butt naked. <laughs> You honestly couldn't pay me to go skinny dipping. But I would say I felt like it was a good experience for like body positivity. Yeah. Because like all the people down there are completely at ease with themselves and they're just like, hey, you got what you got, I got what I got, let's just live our lives. Well, that's it. I've been on a nudist beach before and it's very much that kind of mind frame. I wasn't nude on the beach. I, 
I actually was asked to leave because I wasn't nude. <laughs> but like I've been on a nudist beach and I get it. It's very freeing and yeah. people are just there and it's their naked bodies and they're one with nature. I think older gents usually though. It's definitely yeah. kind oh, of an, old men when you're there. I think older older men like Enjoy. being I think after like maybe a minute or so you'd relax into it, but like my two biggest fears in life are water and being naked. So <laughs> it's just like skinny dipping not for me. Like I'd be the kind of gal like when all the gals go on holidays and they're all taking their bikini snaps and getting ready and I'm just like in the background with like a nightclub t-shirt on that I got like 10 <laughs> years ago <laughs> like I want to get sunburned that's kind of I'm not a skinny dipping kind of gal yeah to be honest I think it's like do it once and tick that box now and how do you get the ideas for what you're going to try next yeah that's kind of a struggle like every once in a while I'll like frantically go on my social media and be like please help me yeah like I need to do something this Thursday like if anyone has any ideas but actually people are really good at being like oh I know this person you should Mm. do with them or uh, recently PR companies have been getting in touch with me like which is very clever on their behalf and they're like hi I work with this brand this brand this brand if you want to those PR companies yeah yeah, they know know their stuff so then it's a good idea yeah, because it means that like I'm kind of obviously promoting or hopefully sometimes promoting the, com- the yeah whatever it is like the company um, and then it's like free advertising yeah. for them. Uh, but yeah, there's been some interesting moments. And experience though. I mean, yeah. I remember I watched one of yours and I think you were a little bit hungover doing one of them yeah. or something like that. But I mean, it's good to see it on your social media and to see that you're nervous and yeah. a little bit anxious about everything as well. Yeah. As not just being like, I'm skinny dipping today, guys, and yeah. it's going to be fantastic. Because that would scare the shit out of a lot of people, like, yeah. I think, anyway. Yeah, I do try to be, like, and I really do try to be as honest as, po- as possible. And even like I was supposed to be going to Delphi um, next weekend and doing like co-steering. Have you ever heard of that? Huh? It's kind of, it's one of these things where it's like an adventure kind of Just holiday. Just like the, the bog and Yeah, stuff. I think yeah. you yeah. like throw exercise. yourself down like next. lakes or, yeah. or bogs. You're like, you're jumping through bogs and you're yeah. like going under trees and yeah. yeah. Something that outdoorsy people I think would love and yeah. I'm very much an indoorsy kind of gal. Yeah. But, um, so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then it was a real struggle to get someone else to do it with me because everyone's like, are you mad? Co-steering, like going through bogs in December. Yeah, it's cold, yeah. it's cold. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, do you know what? I don't think I'm going to do it. And I felt like a real failure, but I was like, I'm like, these people kind of want me to promote the co-steering. I'm, I'm going to be honest about it. I know I'm only going to complain about it. So I was like, look, let's just wait until at least springtime and then I'll be able to give it a good whack. That's it. But otherwise, I, I am going to be honest and just complain. There are like times when you can try things for winter and there are times yeah. that mm-hmm. you can try yeah. things for summer. So I was actually, um, I was online speaking of the amount of things that you guys, that you try and stuff. So there's this group and they're called the Try Guys Love and them. I'm obsessed with them. So they used to work with BuzzFeed mm. and then they left BuzzFeed and now they've set up their own thing. It's called the Try Guys and they basically try things things that gets them out of their comfort zone. So not unlike what you're doing, um, but they have like 25 million subscribers or something That's like very that. very really So similar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But they tried um, wearing women's pants for 72 hours. Mm. When they say pants, it's just trousers. Um, because they wanted to see what it was like. And I was so connected to this story. I, the moment I saw it, I was just like, preach, try guys. Mm-hmm. Basically, they wanted to see what it was like to not have pockets. And they wanted to see the struggle Mm. that women go through while not having pockets. And I just thought it was fantastic. And they didn't understand why women don't have pockets. And to be honest with you, I don't really understand it either. It's bizarre. There's nothing worse than when they have the fake pockets at the front. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Why are you you even there? Just don't have a pocket. I'm not a pocket person, though. So, Kira Knight, who was on episode six with you. She's fine. Back in the day. Yeah. She's a writer. She works for our brother, brother site? I don't know. Our our mate, Joe.co.uk. Brethren. Brethren. 
that's a great word. And basically, she tweeted last year, she's always ahead of the curve. She <laughs> tweeted last, don't tell her I said that. She doesn't listen anyway. We're <laughs> never going to achieve true equality until all women's jeans come with pockets in them. No exceptions. Do you know what I think is so funny about that? When you do get a pocket, have you ever seen a woman react to pockets on a dress, like hidden pockets? But that's so yeah, exciting. it's exactly. like so exciting. It's, it's like the, the second coming of Christ. Yeah. Like we're so excited for pockets. Why don't why doesn't everything Why don't like the fashion people just realize that actually the way to make women happy is just give us some pockets? But I think also we're very used to not having pockets. So like if you were to look at my handbag, I honestly could not tell you what's in there. And I like have three or four different handbags that I use. Yeah. So like there's just stuff from maybe five, six months ago in the handbag. And I'm like, yeah, I've thrown my wallet in, it's grand. <laughs> so I think we're too used to having so much stuff that we're never going to use that we have to have just in case. Absolutely. But if yeah. we got pockets, it just wouldn't work. Yeah, I, like, I don't find the whole pockets in your jeans that big or like trousers that big a deal because like to be honest, I've got so much stuff that I need like a big hefty bag anyway. So that's not the issue. My issue is like, I don't know where to put my hands and it's too awkward <laughs> to put my hands like this. They're so like tiny little pockets. <laughs> Actually, tiny to pockets be honest anyway. with you, I, I've got like really, Idea. I mean, look at the size of these pockets. pockets look I at just, these bad boys. But I think I get, like, pockets in a dress or a skirt, that's crucial. Yeah. Like, I want every single dress, every single skirt having pockets. Look at this. Well done, it. Zara. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Like, I recently hands. got a new dressing gown that's pockets. <sighs> yeah. Snacks, no. my phone, oh, everything. I could remote. Sorry, I can't find out. We have to watch 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. It's in my pocket. Well, the try. I think I've just messed my skirt up. But the Try Guys were, were saying that obviously it's encouraging women to buy bags mm. because when you don't mm. have anything to well you don't have any space to put anything into obviously you're going to go and buy expensive I, bags I actually that's one thing that I just cannot do I would never as long as I live buy like a proper designer bag yeah it's just a vessel to carry your stuff in mm. yeah it's going to get bashed it's going to get rained on why would you spend like three or four grand on something that you just put your shit into there was something else I saw about the suffragettes used to like sew pockets into their dresses because just be like I can have pockets yeah, well, which I kind of, I dig I that. I admire, but I'm like, hey, it's a pocket. We have bigger issues. <laughs> we do have bigger issues. But as Kira and I said, maybe we'll never have equality until we She's get... She's onto something. Until we get pockets in all of our jeans. But like that being said, I remember people saying like, don't wear high heels, women. It, it's only designed to slow you down so that like we can be chased easily or like... Fancy, I wear heels literally so I can reach the plates. Like it's not, it's got <laughs> absolutely nothing to do. But exactly. I think that yeah. it's easy for people to be like, no, this is like, yeah. mm. but actually it's usually kind of like a practical reason or a visual reason. Exactly. So I'm fine. To be honest with you, the pockets thing, the only thing that really irks me when it comes to the pockets is when they're fake pockets. Mm. Mm. So when you buy something and you think that it's a pocket and it's actually just a design because I think the same amount of time went into designing a fake pocket as it did, yeah. and you could have actually just given us a goddamn real pocket. Or else and then really panic when you get a coat yeah. or a jacket and you have to cut it. They've sewed it shut. Or, but sometimes yeah. or like, you, know, you have to cut the back of it or sometimes you have to cut the pockets open. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not sure if there's a pocket there. Am I just butchering my coat or am I going to get a nice surprise at the end of it? I don't know. <laughs> or the thing is, if you've cut it, sometimes I've cut it, you put it's your hand in anxiety. and then the pocket <laughs> is like, it's, it is a pocket, but it just falls, like it's not a pocket though. The word pocket doesn't sound like pocket anymore. It sounds like it doesn't mean nothing because we've said it so much. Pocket. Question, do you think we're saying the word pockets too much? Pockets. The last thing that the Try Guys did though was that they went and they bought a bunch of bags and they bought um, those bun, I mean, we would call them bun bags. Bun yeah. bags? Yeah, fanny packs. Call them fanny, pack, fanny packs that they wear across their mm. person. Kim K wears them. And that kind of, I mean. If she wears it, I'll wear it. Look, I'll wear bicycle shorts, I'll wear it. I know that it's a trend and I know that all the cool kids are wearing them. I cannot walk around yeah. with a bum bag 
on my chest. I just can't do it. I'd rather walk over, like a proper, if I'm going to go hard, go home. Or go hard or go home. <laughs> yeah. Go, <laughs> I'd rather go, go home or else go hard. Go home and look at your pockets, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't so. Just, Would you wear one? Yeah, absolutely. Around your shoulder? Yeah. Oh, come on. Or anything. Have you worn one around your shoulder? We've had no. a bunch of guests who have, like, but they're way more fashionable than well, me. The problem yeah, is, I think it is like fashion. It's yeah, definitely like, fashion. I am fashion if I wear that. Yeah. The problem but is I'm, with I'm whenever fashion. I buy fanny packs for like festivals or anything, I genuinely have to like stretch it out <laughs> as far as it can go. Shut up. No, Obama. because I have quite a big posterior, so like it just doesn't fit. And what is on top of my body is even bigger than my posterior, so I don't think I'd fit it around. But if I could, I would. Mm. That's where I'm going with that one. Mm. I like that. I enjoyed it. Um, okay. But I'm, I've been keeping you for a while, so I'm going to let you go. But before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit about Christmas. Um, so basically, when I was away this past weekend, my apartment was decorated by my housemate. So the Christmas tree went up and the decorations are all up and stuff. And she asked me before, you know, if it's too early, just let me know. It's fine. I said, absolutely not. Like, go for it. Like, if you want to put up the tree, grand. It means I don't have to put up the tree. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but now that it's up, I don't know. I think it might be a little bit too early. My cutoff is 8th of December. After 8th of December, you do what you want to do. Really? Yeah. So you definitely think it's too early to have Christmas decorations I mean, up? Yeah. each to their own, but yeah. you're going to get sick of it. Yeah, I would say 1st of December. Like, once December hits, I'm like, yeah! But up until then, I'm like, bye. Really? Yeah. But then there's the people who, like, take the stuff down on Stephen's Day. There's oh, people I that do that. I, I find that, yeah. Weird. Those people are dead inside, they are. obviously, yeah. I'm like, like, why would you spend Stephen's Day... Like, you're so full still. It can't move. Yeah, you're not supposed to move Stephen's Day. But I just, just like, you still have New Year's and stuff, and it's nice to have the lights. Yeah, definitely. Now, if you have a real tree, everything does start to die. So around New Year's, yeah. it gets a little bit grim. That's fair. If I was to ever win the lotto, I think the best money I could spend would be on paying someone to take down my Christmas decorations after Christmas, because it's just... It's there just too heartbreaking. absolutely has to be an app that does that. There's an app for everything. My mom has started like year by year gathering more Christmas decorations. So it used to be like a nice classy tree mm. and a few little candles and like maybe a wreath. <laughs> and then there was like this really ugly like snowman that was by the fire. And I was like, I'll allow that to happen. And then the next year there was the snowman and like a fiber optic Christmas tree. And then the next year just building and building and there's just so many fiber optic lights and flashing lights around the house now. <laughs> I'm like, mom, mm-mm. I mm -mm. counted the Santas in my house last year, yeah, in Santas. my family home now, not my um, apartment, just to see how many Santas my mother had. And then, to be honest with you, I got to 80. <laughs> Eight zero. Eight zero, including decorations and including everything. Eight zero, yeah, I got to eight. And, and then, to be honest with you, I stopped, like I went to make a cup of tea. But I was just like, this is ridiculous. All the rooms I mean, in the house. It looks nice. But um, yeah, it's pretty much like Christmas has vomited all over my face. That's okay though. But again, yeah. like I love it. I like, really embrace it. Yeah. As in like rather than half-assed. Absolutely. But the the thing that I wanted to talk about was Christmas movies, right? And there's a lot of them that are coming out at the moment. Um, I've got a feeling that you might really enjoy these movies. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> like the worse the movie, the better. Right. So these are absolutely terrible movies. And one of them is on Netflix at the moment. And it's called The Princess Switch. I'm Before so I even like talk about it, with just the name, I spoke to a colleague about it. And he guessed the entire plot, plot yeah. and the end of it as well. Like, he got it all right just by the name of it. I've watched the trailer at least 19 times. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on. This is not a movie that's, be, like, be, been but done in, like, several versions. Do you remember, like, Absolutely. Prince and the Pauper and all these things? And so, is that, sorry, this I'm guessing that's... essentially, like, exactly the Princess same. Diaries meets Parent Trap. 
is essentially what if it is. If they had a, a baby, yeah, if they had a baby, that movie. But it's it's Vanessa Hutchins of High School Musical fame. Mm. And, you know, they're in this random European country principality that's called Bulgaria or Bulgaria? Mm. I know. Bulgaria. 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 I told you I watched Which is a combo times. of like a real, yeah. a real country and a designer, right? I don't know, but they always come up with the stupidest <laughs> yeah. name for this European principality. And so they bump into each other and oh. one, of, one of them is a local baker and one of them is a duchess and they bump into each other. One of them has short hair and the other has long hair because obviously they have to be different. And literally, um, they decide to switch places. The duchess had no security with her. This is what I find, like there's just gaping just, holes. No, you just need to let it happen. No. Just let it happen, just enjoy it for what it is. No. Find that very difficult. I'm like, well, why would the baker be out of the bakery when it's seven o'clock in the morning? This is the prime time. Competition. She got invited to the royal baking oh, competition. Oh, that's what the Come okay, on. Sorry. Okay, okay. Um, it is. I haven't watched the full thing, but it's a terrible, terrible movie. But, um, like, but is it in any, any way salvageable? No. Absolutely not. Like, but 100%. you just have to like laugh at some of them. Like, there's no. one on Netflix called Sierra Burgess is a Loser. I'm sorry, that's a great movie. <laughs> it's horrific. I think that's it's absolutely horrendous. Upsetting. I had to yeah. stop halfway through. I was I like, liked I don't it. like this. It's weird. I know, it was a weird... I liked it for what it was. But to be honest with you, there's a couple of ones that are out now and the same leading guy is in both of them. Oh, and they're being absolutely slammed. But delicious. to be honest with you, I don't think you can look at that movie for anything more than what it is, which is... It's just a film an hour and a half of your life. It really is, Genuinely. yeah. I think I watched Easy it on like a Sunday afternoon yeah. or something yeah. like that. But I enjoyed it. I did. You hated it. I wouldn't say I hated it. I watched the first hour of it and I was like, I can't do this. I don't hate myself as much. And then <laughs> I finished work at 10 a.m. and I was like, I do hate myself as much. I'm going to watch the rest of it. <laughs> and I did. It kind of half redeemed itself in the end. Mm. But how it got through, like the, someone had pitched it, then someone actually wrote the whole screenplay, then someone cast people, then someone yeah. actually put money into it for it to be made, and mm. then it was sold. And I'm like, mm. how, how did all these steps happen with something that bad? <laughs> but then again, like I said, I watched 90 Day Fiancé, so I'm not able do to judge watch, anything. Do you watch true movies? Uh-uh. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh my god! Every time I come home, my parents are watching that, and I'm like, oh please, not again! It's every single it? movie. It's it's like an American TV channel, and like every single they play all these movies, but they're the exact same movies with different characters, exact same Incredible. plot line, and it's always it's like really wholesome. Terrible. And there's always like people start off hating each other, but then they find like through Christ or through some like really big moral Incredible. story, yeah. then everyone loves each other at the end. Perfect. So there's the cast <sighs> of One strength. Tree Hill have come together for a Lifetime movie, and that's kind of similar. So again, Lifetime mm. is a channel mm. in America, and it just essentially brings back people who were on sitcoms in the noughties, I think, to start a movie. It's got nothing to do with One Tree Hill or basketball. It's just got like three of the non-main characters back together and it's called A Christmas Contract. And I watched the trailer, I swear what? to God. I had no idea what the premise of the movie was afterwards. But it's the same, like they're the same characters they were in One Tree Hill. No, they're just the, the same, same actors. actors. But then on the actual trailer it says, the cast of One Tree Hill reunites. That's so deceiving. But it's not One Tree Hill at all, yeah. Ooh. And again, it's about a contract that's made at Christmas, about finding love. And I think there's magic, because there's always magic <laughs> okay, involved. Sold. I know, oh, yeah. I feel like it's a real desperate attempt of like, you know, revival of the kind of old actors. But I think it's something around this time of year though. There is something very nice about sitting down and watching a terrible, terrible that movie. you can bond over. 
that you can what? Bond over with oh, that you can bond over. Housemates that you're kind of like, haha, that was crap, let's watch it again. <laughs> yeah. You know that's where the premise for um, cracker jokes, Christmas cracker jokes are. They're always meant to be so awful so that everyone can kind of groan together and be like, oh, yeah, terrible joke. And it's a it's a kind of bonding no thing. No way. It's specifically supposed to be terrible. It actually makes so much sense yeah. because my dad loves Christmas cracker jokes like he finds them hilarious and he is the worst joke teller like his <laughs> jokes are absolutely terrible so it all makes sense there you go <gasps> whenever my dad does the terrible jokes he finishes with boom boom oh, <laughs> I love it all dad. my sisters are like oh god I just, the boom boom gets me every time dad jokes are amazing um, before I let you go Geraldine tell us about what you're doing because you started something exciting yesterday yes. and tell us about it when you said that I was like what, <laughs> what did I do it? yesterday no oh, yeah. you announced it I just don't want to <laughs> yeah, get the yeah. wording wrong oh, yeah. so I'll let you announce so it, it I need to make sure I get the wording right now so it's a charity shop crawl through Dublin and right. it's myself and my friend Taz Kelleher and we are going to be doing different things we've got a um, like kind of a, a collective called Sustainable Fashion Dublin and we're going to be organising events, swap shops and this is our first event that we're kicking things off with and essentially we're going to be leading a, a tour through Dublin but like a group going from charity shop to charity shop to charity shop starting from Rathmines, finishing up in Cable Street and like there's so many charity shops along that way um, and just kind of introducing people to you know why charity shops are so great. We're going to be talking to a few people who work in the various shops and um, getting like some sneak previews and then finishing up with like a cheeky cocktail in a bar um, just off Cable Street but because the whole premise was that we were like first of all it's so hard to meet people nowadays I feel yeah. like it's like the millennial like affliction that infliction what's infliction affliction affliction radio I, I use words for a living mm. um, and <laughs> that it's so hard to meet new people okay everyone's online and but we all know each other that's the weird thing yeah. is that you kind of all know each other online yeah. but it doesn't mean that you can technically like go Hang for out. dinner with them yeah. or go for drinks with them so meeting people face to face yeah is and people tough. who have the same interests so yeah. that was and we were like okay let's think of a way to get this going and both of us love charity shops so it kind of just you know one plus one equals two yeah um, uh, so we're going to be doing that on the 2nd of December and uh, yeah and then we'll be finishing off as I said um, kind of just as a get together or whatever with a drink but like we're going to have like prizes for who got the best buy or like the most flashy thing but just um, as a way to kind of a gathering together but also hopefully do some positive like yeah, you know, like-minded like-minded yeah. and also supporting charity shops as yeah. well and also bringing people like making people aware that like you know buying from the high street all the time like it's oh it's awful when you see the statistics of like how many clothes just go straight into you know uh, landfill like 20% of clothes that are made yeah so it's about kind of trying to encourage a little bit of sustainability yeah. when it comes to our fashion as well. Way, yeah, yeah. yeah, amazing. That sounds so yeah, exciting. So fingers crossed. Like yeah. last night I was messaging Taz like live. I was like, oh my God, we got another sell of a ticket. Yeah. Um, and it's so, what? It's like 11 euro or something? Yeah, exactly. Like it's not... Yeah. We want to make it cheap, as accessible as possible. Yeah, so absolutely. So just hopefully you now we, we can sell out and then we can do lots more in the future. Oh, it's going to be a great event. Yeah. Might yeah. just go. Need Indeed. a bit of. I love charity shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really do. I love going on my lunch and just having a little wander around. Yeah, and also it's it's nice to know which ones are like the really good ones. Like say, some certain places have loads of handbags. Yeah. Like so that's a good right. place to go to handbags. Yep. Other places are great for like formal wear or there's there's like bridal shops that actually you'd think like oh I don't really want to get my wedding dress from a charity shop but they've got some stunning dresses yeah. that would be great even if you're not getting married if you want to get something more bespoke for getting married um for any kind of formal. 
um, occasion. Yeah. Really Oxfam Home is great for couches. Yes, exactly. I didn't even know about this place. And I actually, yeah. somebody, well, Shane told me about it. I didn't know. There's an Oxfam Home right around mm. the corner here. And it has really good furniture at times. Like the thing with charity shops is you go yeah. in sometimes yeah. and sometimes it's cack. Like that's just, let's be honest. But other times yeah. it's, you'll get Treasure like, you'll, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And things that are worth so much. And you yeah. Them, like for, it's amazing. Okay, I'm so excited about that. And what else can we expect from you then when it comes to your writing? I saw that you're you're looking into a few things. You want to talk to Irish people in London and stuff oh, yeah. like this. So exciting things. Yeah, happening. yeah, I love doing that. Every once in a while I get to do the thing where I kind of will like pick a place in the world. I've done Dubai and New York and essentially just kind of trying to give a platform for women who are doing cool things over there because right. as we all know, so many, so, so often it's the men that get the promos um, and they're, it seems like they're the ones doing big things. Um, you know, men are so often in the positions of power yeah. but nowadays actually women are doing incredible things especially Irish women yeah. making their mar marks all over the world so um, at the moment yeah, I'm doing a piece of amazing uh, women in London um, and like, it's just every time it blows my mind how uh, proactive and kind of advanced thinking, I don't know, whatever, um, certain people are in, mm. in their fields and it, it often goes like uncongratulated or unknown. Um, so. Well, there's the other thing as well is that I think certain industries are always getting the spotlight as well. Yeah. Like there are certain yeah. people, whether it's to do with like higher profile people or, or things like this that are kind of quite often congratulated. And like yeah. you said, there are incredible women doing incredible things and in things that they don't necessarily get media coverage for. Mm. So yeah. that's an incredible thing, I think, yeah. to kind of highlight it a little bit. Exactly. But then also it's cool to like find out what it's really like to live in these kind of certain yeah. places. Like when I was talking to, talking to the women in Dubai, one thing, and like, sorry, they were talking about all these amazing aspects of Dubai. One thing that blew my mind was like, they have air conditioned bus stops. I was like, what? That's but it's just because it's so hot. Mm. Um, That's and then, bizarre. Yeah, and then in New York, the women were saying, it's like the um, medical costs are so extortionate that it's more, it would be cheaper for people to come home, like pay for flights back to Ireland wow. and go to their GP here than it wow. would be, or get sorted here. Yeah, than That's it would be over there because it's just out of control. A friend of mine lives in your race in the UAE and you call the shop like a takeaway. You call the shop and be like, hi, can I get a litre of milk, uh, some cookies and a packet of crisps and oh, deliver wow. it to you. Oh like that oh needs to happen. That is like Tesco was honestly idea. like a two and a half minute walk from my house, but the days we were just like, I'm just gonna starve because it's too far away. Wow. So let's all just move to Ruiz. All right. Ruiz. So wait, Ruiz, yeah. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. I don't think I've heard of it either, but I, I was trying not to sound really stupid. stupid. <laughs> but, huh? I'm it's glad in the, it's in the yeah. UAE okay. somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Give it a Google. <laughs> Could have made it up. I don't know. Oh, Ruiz, I know it well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm somewhere there with the family. Pamela, what's coming up for you then? Are well, you still going to be five to seven for a while anyway, right? Absolutely, for the mm. next few months. So five a.m. to seven a.m. If you don't want to get up there early on today FM. On today FM. Not like you haven't dropped that name enough yet. Yeah, we know. We know so. you work for today FM. I do. We yeah, get sorry, it. It's mm. my dream come true. But like whatever. He's <laughs> uh, if you don't want to get up there early, you can listen back on oh. the app or on the website. Right. Um, nothing much else. That's pretty much my sole focus at the moment. I, I used to do my videos and bits. That's kind of fallen by the wayside for a while. I kind of feel Sometimes like I Sometimes I go focus. back and watch them. Like Why? your, your mammy bitch. Why? <laughs> It's really funny. Geraldine, have you ever no, looked at like, oh, your videos so and bits? Pamela, I'm block you off my Instagram. Pamela used to do um, impressions and she used to do this incredible oh, like oh, Irish mammy. It's such a talent. Yeah, it's such a talent. She used to oh, do this Irish God. mammy and it was so good. You haven't done it in a while. And a I long know while. I know that you kind of said do that you were stepping it, away from it. it. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, we just I'm gonna do Irish mammy in Rue. So yay! yay. It's me perfect. Wherever she is. Wherever she is. But the thing was, which was so good, she'd be doing like a couple of videos or whatever, and then in one 
one of them, all of a sudden she'd have a towel on her shoulder. And it was just so perfect because it was exactly like every Irish mommy. Like they'll be talking to you. They're nowhere near the kitchen, but all, all of a sudden there's a towel, <laughs> a towel on their on shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> and it just made no just sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, good. well, you might make an Irish mommy maybe return as a maybe. treat. Yeah. As a little. Maybe Irish Mammy doing Christmas decorations. You've inspired me. Oh my God, please yeah. do. Yeah. Just the 80. Just the 80 Just Santas. the 80 Santa Claus and we're done. Just, we're Just done. Just keep yeah. it simple. Perfect. Um, so then, obviously you're going to stay in radio though. That's kind of your dream, yes, right? Yes, that's the dream. So honestly, I never actually thought I could make a career out of it because mm. I finished college. I did theatre. What a hoot. And <laughs> never going to happen. You did a master's in theatre? No, I did my undergrad in theatre. Oh, okay. okay. Um, Spanish and Irish. And I was like, that's super employable, Pamela. Well done. <laughs> well done. So I was like, you know what? I'll give radio a go while I figure things out. Yeah. And here I am. And wow. I absolutely love it. It's the most fun on the entire world. I literally get paid to just talk. Yeah. And my parents are like, Mm, this is really annoying because we paid loads for your education and everything. And they're annoyed that I like fell into a job. Because they, they, they very much, I'm the type, I'm the daughter who lands on her feet. Yeah. Like I do the opposite of everything they tell me to do. Yeah. But I still work out okay. And they're like, that's pretty annoying. Well, you could get an email from somebody, a la your Paula McSweeney email, one day, being like, how do I get in there you go. to radio? There you go. You've made it now. Today, I I'm like, you don't. You're not taking my job. Next. <laughs> I, I saw all the spirits <laughs> I saw exactly. Paula McSweeney on her Instagram, actually, with her little baby. And it was so cute. And she was giving you a shout out. But she also said at the end, very slyly, don't be too good. <laughs> <laughs> her job is safe. They love her. Like, I'll get a lot of texts that are just like, OK, when's Paula back? Yeah. I just started. <laughs> but no, I'm very excited. It's all it's all G. It's all G. Well, Pamela Joyce and Geraldine Carton, thank you so much for coming in. It's been an absolute pleasure. And you can follow them on all of their social media if you want to see more of their writing and their radio work and maybe a little bit of Irish mammy-isms coming soon as well. That is all the time that we have for this week. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on YouTube now, so it's the her.ie YouTube account. And also, if you're listening on all of our podcast apps as well, Please subscribe and we will chat to you next week.